0: Crossface.
1: A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jensen and Tommy Jacket.
0: It's a daily talk show episode 141. Tommy Jacket, feeling good, back at it. That that's great. You're in you're in your office. Yeah, Chillin unbelievable. Now. Like this time
1: yesterday, I was absolutely fucking nowhere, and today I'm just killing it. Just back did you,
0: um? Did you listen back to to hear what you sounded like vomiting? No, I listened back to the audio that I sent you. So,
1: I could only hear one side of it. <laughs> so, I listened to the yeah. bit and I was very surprised. I, I, I don't know what you put in, what you put in the final edit. But I yeah. but I um, listened
0: to the bit where I ran to the toilet and yeah, it was very graphic. Well, the funny thing was I got pulled... Po- it's good having Brie here as sort of a, a producer for me because... <laughs> I was editing the show and I brought up the volume, so it was like equal to our normal like <laughs> vocal volume of you vomiting and Brett's like it's too much. Too Just much. put it to how it was, and so what people were hearing was in yeah. sort of unsort of processed. Sound of you vomiting. I didn't increase it or anything. Okay, I I thought you
1: were going to cut it out, but that's all right. I I appreciate that. We We put a little bit in there. The rule of the show was we do this without editing. So if you're listening for the
0: first time, this is very much unfiltered. Um, Yeah. But I have been. And I also led. I also led with the um, on the title with our first on air vomit, which was (laughs) funny because I um, I've been doing some back end work of some potential guests that we'll be getting in the US, which I'm very excited about um, uh, later in the year. And the um, it's annoying when they respond back and start interacting and say, "Hey, like, oh yeah, what's the daily talk?" And the, the first thing they're going to see. Is yeah. our first on? They're going to think we're well, this super wacky duo, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh god! Uh, but we got a message
1: from Russ Keys. He said, mm. "Get well soon, Tommy." So that bits for me. Uh, Love your dedication. Always be contenting. He said, "Solid." A B C from <laughs> Leon Shergren. A <laughs> B C Leon Shugrin. Uh And he and he just pulled us up. So we're closing the loop that we didn't even know we opened this loop. But yeah. he said, "P.S. Mastectomy." is the removal of a breast and that's what the word i thought that i said but he said vasectomy is the procedure for male sterilization and that's the word i actually said instead of mastectomy
0: (laughs) i know what a vasectomy is but i feel like in the moment um yeah i don't think we need to justify it we 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 fucked up we fucked up. up Yeah. Did you feel a bit silly? (laughs) I felt a little bit silly. I was actually pissed off
1: at whoever came out with those because, mate, they're very close. Yeah. I guess
0: a me means the removal of something. All right, mate. Don't (laughs) don't
1: open this even further.
0: (laughs) Can that just be our word of the day? Because I haven't done any research. (laughs) Word of the day. People, you've got two. There you go. Um,
1: So I didn't tell you. I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Over the weekend, I went to jules's house jules london he he messaged me on the friday he said mate uh saturday i'm, I'm gonna have a binge youtube watch watch some casey neistat bunch of others you want to come over a cutie i that's know it's a, really a like, cute thing to do you inviting
0: think? me over for a little uh, cute little binge watch no it's but almost the equivalent of saying hey do you want to come i'm gonna read the newspaper <laughs> this morning do you want to just come we'll share a page each it's pretty, it's pretty cute and random. That's all we do. That's you and I,
1: Josh, not jo- Jules and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he he never really watched Casey's stuff. He knows who Casey is, and if you don't know, Casey is a big YouTuber. Lives in New York, got nearly 10 million subs. He's a um, yeah filmmaker. Oh, that was B Mac. Sorry, sorry guys. No, that's okay. B Mac getting in the show. It's been a while since we've mentioned B Mac. Yeah, so, g'day he, B Mac. He's just messaged through. He always messages while we're doing the show. And now he's asking how many yeah. listeners listeners do you have now on the podcast? Fuck off, mate.
0: <laughs> Tell him <laughs> to uh, look yeah. at the yeah, Instagram story. Yeah, watch Josh's um. <laughs> Instagram
1: stories. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be, be uh, expired. <laughs> anyway, so I went over to Jules's house and we're watching these YouTube videos and it was on a big LCD screen. Um, and so, you know, it's not like you're watching them through your phone and stuff. So there's already like, you know, the quality you've, you've, and I've never really experienced this because you've always been watching YouTube on yeah, YouTube high, TVs. high definition yeah. televisions. So it's a different yeah. experience as it is. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a big fan of Casey and a bunch of other filmmakers on YouTube. But in this moment, I, I had this realization where I was like, it's his stuff isn't that impressive. And I I'm, love his stuff. But what, what, what I mean by that is, in the setting of sitting down to have a purpose what, purpose viewing of mm. YouTube content that someone has never seen and he's heard how impressive they are, it didn't feel like it was impressive at all. But what I what I realized was, and, and I don't mean as in he can't tell a story, he can't use a camera. I just mean what I kind of worked it out to be was, and I had this like penny drop moment and it was like, the the narrative over the long term of someone's channel and the buying you get with their journey from, you know, a few subscribers through to 10 million subscribers is so, so what adds to the value of their and the greatness of their content. And so, like, I kind of left it and was going, oh, that wasn't as good as what
0: I thought in my head. But what I brought this it down to was... This is a classic was, case. Yeah. It's a classic case of having a... Um, it's like you're bringing a mate to your favorite band's concert. And there's that you're wearing all of that sort of expectation. You want them to enjoy it. But then also you're viewing... It's like you're viewing them on a different, in a different setting. So, it's like yeah. your favorite band being at the afl grand final yeah and so it's like it's it's a completely different setting so did you notice the quality was different as well or was it mainly just the buy-in that people get from watching a lot versus just a single app
1: yeah i think the quality it's it it stands on itself it's a bit it's not tv quality in terms of the production value but i think this um it stands on its own but I think it's definitely just like what I, what I really was thinking about was that long narrative that you're creating versus each mm. individual video and how amazing they are for each individual video. So it's like for for what we do it's like this long term thing that we're creating where people jump on board and they support us and you know pat me on my back when I'm vomiting and but but then if you're just listening to a standalone or watching one video and you have no idea of anything it's like yeah. You don't need a bit lost, not lost. You? yeah you're a bit lost and not every piece of video needs to be this kind of uh, exp, you know you're not explaining everything that's going on so it's like you're creating a bit of this buy-in factor to go okay what's he talking it's about a, there the equivalent
0: it's the equivalent of um, Jules never seeing a Pixar film and then being like okay we're going to watch Toy Story three. Yeah. He doesn't have the buy, he doesn't have the buy in <laughs> to Woody. He doesn't get the importance of all this shit, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And so yeah, that's that's true. And when we're talking about like I think it's like probably ingrained in us to when you sit down to watch a TV, so like a a big television, you're you get this experience and you have over your life of seeing a movie or a TV show something really highly produced. So I think it changes the factor, so maybe that played into the thought of maybe this isn't as good as I thought because usually you're consuming
0: this content like small screens on your phone I mean what does it mean to be good yeah
1: yeah and yeah I guess um, in I think it's I think it's the thing that I felt that was missing and that for Jules and that was that over time factor I think that contributes to being good it's not just each individual video that you're putting out because some of them aren't it's the characters that
0: are developing like if you think about even people will watch uh videos on youtube or on twitch of people just playing video games and Mm. so you got to think about like what is the interest factor there and i think that it still plays into a lot of the things that happens in film and television but on an even greater level which is this you're getting it's almost just hours of of um spending time with them and understanding the characters and understanding this person hates this thing within the game and when it comes, it's going to be a great reaction. Mm. I showed him some Will Smith's vlogs and uh, yeah. and it was the same thing. I was like, fuck me, you got to check out Will Smith.
1: I love his stuff. And then I was like, oh, actually, but, but I still love them and I don't think they're bad, but it's like I, I definitely sell. You definitely sell retrospectively in something harder than what yeah. it actually is. But we, I think it's okay. But when we, we spoke about something for someone like Will Smith and um, I was saying how cool it is that there's this celebrity, he's like, you know, such an uber celebrity and he's now doing YouTube content, which like is... And Jules said the comparison was like when um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who was an actor, went to tv show when he did 24 and that was like a massive step for because movie stars weren't doing tv shows and then he was one of the first to go from the the movie to the tv show and like people were criticizing him as you know as it was happening but luckily it was super successful for him and then you see all these trends been
0: able to i haven't been able to connect with the will smith stuff thinking about it i think that it's just too um like maybe there's there's an unrelatability to him, where and you sort of get the sense of it's a fish out of water story in some regards, mm. where it's like he's you know even seeing him go and see Casey and all that sort of thing. There's it just feels when people what I find interesting is you move someone from a different to a different context, even like what you're experiencing, which is like seeing something on a TV screen with a friend versus watching something on the mobile phone, what you're willing to deal with is is, complete, is completely different. Do you like the Will Smith stuff?
1: Yeah, I, it's okay. It, I, I love Will Smith. So if I'm a big fan of him and I just love how out there he is and how, and how famous he is. I love that sort of narrative of this guy I grew up watching on TV in these massive movies. And then I was yeah. watching one the other night, um, uh, called Focus that he was in and uh, shout out to Rob Taylor, my mate, uh, Robbie Taylor yeah. fr- from um, from uh, Sheriff Longmire. He's in that film with Will Smith. He plays this really outrageous Australian guy who swears yeah. a lot. It's hilarious. Um, he's in it. But yeah, so just seeing this guy who you grow up with his massive movie star then doing this stuff he seems more accessible but then we're talking about like people who moved to hollywood imagine all the people that moved all over to hollywood wouldn't touch like their own you know youtube content or you know um, create try to create some sort of profile online as a personality when they're trying to you know become a movie star they're trying to position themselves in this higher echelon and now it's like i think these kind of guys will smith is giving people permission who are wanting to get into the space of doing what he does to then just build a brand through their own YouTube content as
0: well. So, it's it's not like... And it doesn't... And you've got to accept the fact that it doesn't always translate. I think yeah. there's probably a bunch of people who are even maybe authors, they've written books, you would think they've got like a great um, sort of tone of voice and their style and their, their messages are great. And then... Yeah. I even felt that a little bit with, um, it was an adjustment me watching the masterclass with um, Malcolm Gladwell yeah. because you've got someone who's like quite, you know, super articulate in his writing, you know, with um, uh, The Tipping Point and Outliers. He wrote those books, David and Goliath. And um, then you see him in video and you forget that uh, the p- people who write books can be these odd quirky characters who were like (laughs) like that sort of like he was like at first i was like oh man he's so nervous and then before you know what i'm like into it and i'm like i i understand and what it was was his voice what i was expecting him to be and i guess even listening to him on the audiobook form where you have written material versus improvisational talking to a point Mm. is a completely different craft Mm,
1: so you're seeing how he's thinking actually is because he's
0: having to just say what's yeah. on his mind so he's well he was he was darting and in some regards like you look at um, outliers and all these books and what he's doing is he's taking stories from all different um, parts of the world and he brings mm. it together and he shows similarities and creates stories around it and if you think about it they're pretty sort of sometimes they're crazy connections they're sort of really far apart and so it's really creative to be able to find those connections but if you think about it within the moment there's a big difference between doing that with an editor and having time Mm. versus actually having a mind that's going to do that where he's just got all of these sort of parallel stories he's jumping jumping on
1: Mm. yeah it's uh i don't know what's going to happen with this stuff i'd love to see tom cruise Start vlogging, and <laughs> just <laughs> some unusual celebrity so unattainable, and then all this like how many interviews does Tom Cruise do if they're not for a movie around a specific topic? He's doing fuck. All. I don't think
0: it would even it wouldn't um, serve Tom Cruise like no. what Tom Cruise is is like I don't think that he's in the game of humanizing himself. He's yeah. in the game of playing characters, and I don't even think we know. I don't... I haven't... I've never seen sort of Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise. I've always seen Tom Cruise as like... He's playing a character. And he's even playing a character of himself when he's on Oprah or any of those other shows. Yeah, I heard I've, I've actually been... I've been getting into... Um, Scientology. Uh, just last night. No, not Scientology. <laughs> I got... No, I, I started... Um, I went on to the YouTube uh, sort of most viewed or sort of trending pages... Yeah. And I've gone down the rabbit hole of hip-hop culture. I was oh, like, yeah. you know, like there was a part of me which is like I think about where I get my inspirations, f- inspiration from, what I listen to and it can be a little bit um, one-dimensional white dude, you know, talking type of thing. So, I'm trying to consume <laughs> different types of content with different cultures and i i've been i was watching an interview last night and it was awesome i don't know if you know this guy. do you know a guy named takashi 69 <laughs> oh, dude b mac just
1: lost it he fell off his chair at the lack of pop culture knowledge that you have in that fucking huge head of yours <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know who he Mate, is
1: dude i've been obsessed with takashi for ages He's, um, he's great, isn't he? He Mexican is so dude out there from Brooklyn. Li- well, yeah, he calls himself the king of New York, and he yeah. is absolutely what every, w- the opposite of what you think hip hop is. He's a, he's this dude who isn't even black on the eye. He's Latino, so he's like tanned, but he uses the n word like no tomorrow, and he's got the number six nine. That's his rap name, Takashi 69 Tattooed over his body hundreds of times. He's got face tats. He's got fluoro hair. He looks like yeah, a um, multicolored hair. Yeah. What's that? My pony, My Little Pony. Those things that you had in school, <laughs> or the, or is it yeah. cross between a My, po- My Little Pony and a troll doll that had those fluoro colored
0: hair? It's um. He's such a nice dude, though. Like uh, watching the interview, I was really warming up. You know. Uh, what, 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 like I felt fondly of him. I was like, oh man, what? he seems like a nice young guy who's had a a hard upbringing, and he's um he's got his entourage of random dudes that's yeah. like got nothing to do with rap. It's like a Mexican dude in a polo shirt that sort of like wakes him up in the morning and gets him food. I mean, yeah. what's, so tell us more about. Give us a, a schooling on Takashi. I've been fine. I see. I message. See, I. I feel like you feel like, like you would right
1: now when I message B Mac and I say, "Dude, you know Takashi? Like this guy. What's six nine? You know of him? This was ages, months and months and months ago." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, dude, I've been following him for ages." I
0: vaguely remember you mentioning him. Yeah, I think even on the podcast.
1: He's. I just love his. Um, he's like a massive troll. He goes and like, uh, he trolls people online. He looks like one too. Yeah, and he's just a tiny little dude. He recently got robbed. He um, was in like a car accident and these dudes robbed him at like 5 a.m. in the morning in Brooklyn. There's heaps of people after him and he's been in a few fights, but he's always just in like trolling people online. But he's got some good song. He's got a few good songs and he's he's just managed to – he's so charismatic and so much personality in coming at this scene from like – an Angle that no one's ever seen before, and it's working, yeah. and he's making shitloads of money, and he's adding hit after hit. I just saw this interview, uh, I just sent this interview to BMAC probably half an hour ago of Takashi, where this radio presenter's basically just saying, Do you take your craft seriously? And he's like, Well, mm. fuck no, and he's just like
0: <laughs> sang some of his lyrics from his song, he's like. What the fuck even is that? What is that? (laughs) Well, I'm I'm enjoying even getting into the hip-hop, like the radio presenters too. This person I was listening to, Angie Martinez. It's just like these these figures in hip-hop who Mm. obviously I have no idea who they are, but you can see that they have so much, um, get so much respect from the artists and the community. And yeah, I I was... I feel like I had one of those moments and I don't always follow through. It's like when I get super excited about some sort of website, I'm like, man, I'm going to favorite this. I'm going to view it every day and this is going to be my new type of content. I was like, maybe I could just deep dive into all this hip-hop stuff just to understand it more. All you need to do is follow Takashi, then you'll pick up on
1: some others. This is how it happens for me. Like, I don't even know how I came across his Insta page, but then I started looking at his YouTube videos and I just i find myself watching heaps of his shit he's just got bizarre yeah. content i mean he's like a content yeah. king he's pumping out so many little random videos and just bizarre shit it's awesome it's I good that you get it'd into be it. easy
0: to be hated i think it, the vibe that i get is that it would be easy to hate hate him mm. but um i think that he's um his perspectives are super interesting And um, you also, I don't think you can look at this stuff without looking at one's past and being like, "Oh, like given the circumstances, it's amazing." You know, you could go two ways. You can he could have been doing this level of hustle within Mm. the sort of in drugs and all that sort of thing, and instead he's um, creating content. Man, there's a
1: um, he's a unicorn
0: in that. In that space, yeah. like there is yeah.
1: millions and millions of dudes, and you see them when you go to places like New York, just these guys on the
0: street hustling, rapping, trying to sell you their mixtape. Just oh, the amount of, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the whole CD, the whole CD thing. I'm like, bro, I don't even know where I'm going to put it. I think now <laughs> they've started doing giving USBs, but even then, really? I'm like, I, I've got like a USB C. <laughs> so even a USB now, they need to go one step ahead. They just need to give me a download link or something. The I've been, you know this is so
1: weird, but I've been watching, um, like uh, TMZ or you know like what do you call them, paparazzi. I mean what what there's mm-hmm. like they just post clips online of them following celebrities. So they'll be like Justin Bieber, he'd just be walking in to get a coffee, and I love watching them because it's just this view on this person's life. And I watched just going, how fuck's that dude following Justin Bieber? How fuck's Justin Bieber's life of him? can't He can't even go in to get a coffee when there's just hundreds of people running around and how he, people interacting with him. And so they're just, it's like raw footage of these yeah. paparazzi interactions. It's not like cut in between, you know, big music and here's Justin Bieber. It's just literally raw footage from a camera. And there's hundreds of thousands of these videos on YouTube of any celebrity That you like. It's bizarre. I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole
0: recently, but it's interesting. There's an app too where you can actually, I forgot the name of it, but it's like a celebrity spotting app. So I I think the thing that's, you don't have to worry about, I don't think paparazzi is the celebrity's biggest problem now. I think it's actually citizen paparazzi's, which they're they're basically that anyway, where they, um, there's apps where you can upload if you've seen a photo of someone. So it's like them, literally, you can't go to a restaurant now without yeah. someone seeing, you know, 50 Cent and being like, you know, zooming in and getting a photo and oh, posting it online. Can you please follow 50 Cent on
1: Instagram too? He's amazing. Really? He, okay. he gets in beef. He loves Six 69 and he had... Um, and because Takashi calls himself the king of New York... And so was I think, 50 Cent, or, he's from New York. He's like that old school gangster from New York. So there was people like, um, you know, talking about those two and then there was a photo of them together and it's hilarious. But um, 50 Cent trolls so many people. It's hilarious. He makes fun of Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, and um, yeah. just about his how he can't read. It's hilarious. And they used to be mates and now they hate each other. Or something like that, but anyway, that's another one it's, for you—a little project for you, Josh. Fifty Cent deep dive. Yeah, see what he's up it's to. A, it's
0: maybe I, maybe once. Maybe I could have a hip hop segment on the show. <laughs> maybe once a week, I can just sort of tell you a new hip hop artist, tell them, tell you a little bit about them, school you. All right. Be well, fun. maybe just do this
1: in collaboration with BMAC because he knows what he's talking about. He works for a, a,
0: a label here in Australia, so. <laughs> I mean, it Why depends on how this? you want to come across. How about, what about this? When we go to um, New York, let's at least have one interview, like one conversation, one guest that's a rapper. Yes, I think right. that would be fun. I think we- like um, just, just to build up a bit of cred, get a bit of a, <laughs> maybe launch my rapping
1: career. Probably I mean, not. I'm sure if we paid one of the guys trying to sell his mixtape, he'd just do
0: an interview instead. Oh, actually that's a great idea we should 100% use like the um use one of the guys on the street that'd be fun
1: i uh, yeah we spoke to them when i was in new york last 2012 and we'll, yes yeah, talking to them they, they'll do a rap for you or freestyle um you know if you pay them a few bucks they'll just
0: like you drop a wonder beat. if they could hold a 30 to 45 minute show <laughs> <If they> can, <laughs> could go either way yeah that might that might we have got a couple of emails, Derek, Derek Myers on Did the email. Uh yeah, pointed out um you know I've been going on about thongs, not a thongs guy. He uh he mentioned the C word in the email. <laughs> Crocs, Derek, you, Crocs. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. He's um he's suggesting I get Crocs and he sent a photo with some sort of SpongeBob edition and funnily enough Bree had mentioned when I was saying about the thong issue um that uh, that there's a lot of people around here wearing Crocs, but I still I, I feel like there are no no go Crocs. I can never, with all the work that I've done on my rebrand, <laughs> getting Crocs would be a real step back.
1: There's a real like take taking Crocs to the next level, and that's wearing long socks with Crocs. It's almost like yeah. it goes beyond fact and it becomes cool. So now it's this I, really yeah there's a there's heaps of people in collingwood doing it it's whack artists love it i think it's like it's it's the push artists do
0: drugs it doesn't mean it's yeah. a good idea <laughs> like they're sort of fucked off their face wearing crocs i don't know yeah i i don't think it's cool at all have you seen the photos of, owned of, any. of
1: of people with um sunburn that's gone through the crocs and it's just little circles yeah. i don't know yeah, how I, I don't it, want that push. Uh, we we haven't
0: funny. had anyone close the loop in regards to the skin cancer thing about the moles. So I'm still just sort of rocking my normal routine of just putting a bit of sunscreen on my face. I haven't been getting burnt, which is good. But I can't but, imagine um, you one to be just parading around without a top one. Just through the oh, streets. Yeah. You should see me in bloody Europe. Uh, Mate, who? People don't give a fuck in Europe. Yeah, I'm the loosest unit going around. There, I've got the sickest hand. We've got to get a photo when you and I are in LA. Top's off on the beach, playing a all bit right. of volleyball. All right, all um, right. I'll, I'll have the sickest tan by then. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just quickly, um, we didn't get to it yesterday, but Michelle, uh, she was talking about she was appreciating actually a lot of great feedback about the cycling maven. Episode Got a few emails. Madame, Michelle, people reaching out and saying that they really enjoyed it. And she was talking about how much she liked Mark's view on um, the numbers. And um, yeah, she, like uh, I think we we're talking about the YouTube numbers and how he doesn't look at them. Anyway, she did send through and I won't read it now because I'm sure I'll fuck it up and it will, it will play with my mind. But she sent through a, um, a riddle. Yeah. Do you understand the riddle yet? I have no idea, but I might have read it when I was sick yesterday. I, th- and I think what I need to do is I need to go through and take every line. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten lines in the riddle. And so what I think I need to do is get like, put it in Evernote and break it down line by line yeah. and try and work out what it means. I think that's the only way I'm going to get, understand this riddle. You're decoding the Da Vinci code. Is that <laughs> it, it has that vibe. So it's,
1: um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I didn't understand it. Michelle, uh, I'll have another read over it. Maybe Amy's brain is smart enough to
0: interpret what you've riddled to it. I've got a bit of a complex about uh, intelligence at the moment and the, the lack of intelligence I feel that I have. But that's why we're doing this show to to grow. Yeah. I got a compliment from Craig
1: Harper. He said, "You you are a much better communicator since you've been doing the podcast with Josh." Oh,
0: that, did, you just, did you just say thanks? Thanks, Craig. You're listening to the Daily Talk Show, and then play <laughs> play tune. No, but I mean, I that's I think a
1: nice compliment. You you can only get better unless you're punching cones. Uh, then you probably <laughs> may lose a few brain cells and lose your intelligence. But I think. That's why
0: we're doing this. Is why you bring your word of the day, which yeah, today <laughs> was the difference between mastectomy and vasectomy. Correct? Yeah, Well, we got it.
1: We know. Yeah, we know I think that's a bit, like you,
0: <laughs> Yeah, you need to. Um, yeah, you need to have those moments to learn. I well, guess I th- there's a, there's,
1: Yeah. I think sometimes this is a bit of a um, not criticism, constructive for you. You worry about mm. getting shit wrong. I think you yeah. learn you learn pretty quickly when you get stuff wrong because it's okay to be wrong.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know if it's um I don't think it's the getting the getting it wrong. I think it's annoying when I knew when it was it's the difference between a, a spelling mistake and a typo. Mm. So if people feel like if it's a typo, it's like ah oh, yeah, he just he just misused his fingers. You know, in that moment, whereas a um, a spelling mistake is you actually didn't know how to spell the word. So I feel like the mastectomy, vasectomy thing felt more like a typo than a spelling mistake. <laughs> but um, I wanted, I did want to do a shout out. I I've mentioned them before, but they're actually um, uh, Zara, one of the co-hosts, is um, uh, is back. For, uh, from being on holidays. Uh, Michelle and Zara have a podcast called Shameless, and I was uh, listening to it while I was sunbaking yesterday. And there's a the manliest thing you've ever they, said. Yeah, we've said it before. I'm probably the most femme in regards to our podcast duo. I do get self conscious because a lot of the podcasts I listen to have sort of a like, we're female focus type of vibe. Like, hey, you know, we're just a bunch of chicks chatting. <laughs> yeah and there's a part of me which feels a little bit out of place but um no their podcast shameless, especially uh if you're a female, if you sort of are into pop culture and all that sort of thing they um they're super that's what's gotten me sort of thinking about uh, my vocabulary and all that sort of thing is they're just like very articulate and they remind me of us in regards to some of the conversations we're having, but they um, they sort of know how to articulate it, so that's my recommendation. Any, uh, any? Uh, have you been listening to any podcasts?
1: Uh just the the one from, um, and I suggest, and I've already suggested it to about ten other people. Uh, James Altucher and Seth Godin, his latest yeah. episode. It was unbelievable. It was just yeah, it was really it, good. I mean, it resonated with me, and obviously you because of the journey we're on but I think for anyone who's wanting to create something and put it out there or I've sent it to people friends of mine who have written books and and it just I think puts in perspective some of the stuff that people have when they think around what success of something means and what people think success is one of the things that blew my mind is that you can pay $80,000 and be
0: on the New York Times bestseller list with your book yeah yeah so what he's referring to there I think is um, you know, it's a, it's a numbers game, right? So, especially people like Gary Vaynerchuk, you'll notice that when he does a launch of his book, he'll be doing these big deals where it's like you buy 10 copies, hardcover copies mm. and you'll get this webinar access or buy 15 or 20 copies. So, what they basically, what a lot of the um, those sort of hustling... Authors who want to make those New York Times best-selling lists do is they ramp up and sort of almost inflate the numbers by getting their audience to buy multiple copies and giving uh. other rewards. So, um, and it only works. You'll notice at the beginning of a, um, uh, you know, a book launch, they'll be mm. just pushing the hardcover copy because that is the copy that is used to determine. Whether they um they basically make the New York Times list, so things like Kindle versions don't make it ah. so um, yeah, I think that's what he was probably referring to is you can spend a bunch of money, buy a bunch of books, get your audience to buy it, and sort of um yeah, yeah you know you'll fuck get of the system
1: it. it's crazy, but it's a it, that was a great episode, great podcast,
0: yeah, yeah, it was very good awesome everyone uh i'm so I'm in uh, Positano right now it is what uh Uh, nine in the morning it's 5 p.m where you are are you leaving today yeah so change of plans though we're not going to turkey yet um the flights were just too expensive um compared to what i think they should be so we're now going to capri spending a few days there uh on that island and then we're heading to um Naples, back to naples where we're doing pompeii and then after that we fly to munich then we fly to poland and then we go to france and so Amazing. that's our that's um, our current plan well you if you have any money
1: left after capri it's meant to be like one of the most expensive islands it's so expensive yeah,
0: interesting yeah we'll see. yeah i was just looking up um doing a boat tour are you much of a um, I'm trying to work out whether to do the group boat tour or just getting a private one I don't know if I can handle just dealing with other people no i tell you right I now get the boat
1: them. that has like eight people on it you, there's like just couples sometimes it's not even full we did so you can go on the boat with like 25 30 people or the boat yep. the private ones they're about 100, 110 euros each Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a bit less, 90 euros each, but it's 100% worth it. You get a smaller
0: boat, they give you lunch, it's so much better. Go the private tour, spend yeah. a little bit more, yeah. YOLO. Well, I was thinking, so the So when they say private, it's private with a few other other people on it. Yeah. It's not and completely private unless you've got a party of seven or something. Yeah, correct. So you'll get okay. put with a bunch of other people. Oh, lovely. We, we met some really lovely couples from all over the world on there. Sounds like you talk to them, though. I, I, like, I have no, this real sort of a back and forth. Like, I have this moment of, yeah, I don't Just, nah, know. me, no, you, you me know know speak like. no English. Yeah, you're not capisco. You're <laughs> just, not capisco. Just, but nah,
1: I think, <laughs> if because you, you can just go down and lie on the boat. And if you, here's a good one. Pretend that you're seasick.
0: <laughs> because they'll leave oh, you yeah, alone. I could, just still a bit of vomiting no, I don't know it's, <laughs> Don't have to um, vomit You can just look queasy I, I, I just don't um, Yeah I don't I, I don't know I just I still I'm not the guy Who loves Those sort of tours Where you talk But in saying that When When we're put in that position Like we were on a boat yesterday And there was another couple And Brie is the person Who loves the banter And talking And, and saying yeah. Oh yeah what? Where are you from All that sort of thing And so I just uh, I vibe off that but um, I feel like it's it doesn't feel like a holiday when I when I play in that space. Yeah. Well, mate, just get, do what you normally do. Get a podcast and sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'll just literally put my AirPods in, listen to a bit of Shameless, Sunbake. <laughs> it's me and the girls. Lashy. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Uh, send us your emails, hi at com, and also um, rate us on uh, the Apple Podcast app or through iTunes. Anything else, TJ? Is that it? That's it, mate. All right. Have a good one. Catch Bye. See you guys.